a.k.a. podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists, and this week, just atheists, that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear on this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, Google Google Duck that that shit. shit. That was like right in sync. That was nice. It's almost like professional. Yeah. Like we've done it 46 times. (laughs) 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 What episode is it, Don? It has to be episode 46. And we are recording on... Is this international? Is this national? National is what I pick up on. I don't know if it's, it's international. But. It's IPA day, and I just opened an IPA. An IPA. An IPA. I didn't know it was an I, it was IPA day. Well, you need nobody to get with it, sir. If it was, if yeah, it was some, Jolly saw, Rancher day, you or, would yeah, know. Or Red Wine day. Is Red Wine day. Or, you would uh, know. I did see where it was indicated in some app you were fiddling with earlier. Did you get a, an update? Did you, did you, your beer app send you an it's a IPA reminder? Day? Sure, I did. Re- I did reminder. earn. A, I did earn a badge on Untapped. <laughs> you know. Does it make you feel special? Which are bought, worth, as, worth as much as like Zimbabwe dollars. There you go. <laughs> on IPA Day, I am drinking from Decanate Ales, and this is two podcasts in a row. Uh-oh. The other half of my weird IPA collection. Now, you didn't uh, like the last one. I, oh, I that's right. Thoroughly, yeah. it was maple something, and, I, and it wasn't happening. I wish I could remember. Uh, maybe I was overserved when I bought these. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Sounded good at the time. Yeah, it sounded really so, good. This is winter spiced French toast. Hmm. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Spi- French toast. <laughs> Sounds a little cinnamon syrup. Yeah. Spiced double India pale ale with maple syrup, allspice, <laughs> and Madagascar van- vanilla bean added. And I have not tasted oh, it. And I'm uh-oh. going to taste uh-oh. it for the first right. time. Okay, we have a drum roll. Semi, semi live. Yeah. You better <laughs> put your garbage bag in front of you. Uh-oh. By the face. Uh-oh. I'm thinking uh, maple is not so much. Uh, so I call oh, burnt sugar? <laughs> oh no. Is it? I called up the beer advocate profile and somebody gave it a 1.9 out mm. of 5. Now, I don't know why 1.9 as opposed to like 1 or, or 2. Or two. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping for weirdly charming or at least interestingly weird. Which but this you. is just bad. <laughs> bad. Three ounces and drain pour. But Oh wow. Right. And wow. by the way. Whoa. You know, Remember, I, those are all tall boys. How much what is three that? Sip, Jeff, three sips. Three sips. Three sips. Jeff has to yep. is, is that your rule? You'll give any I, beer I three learned sips. that from my daughter, actually. So oh. I can't I can't claim credit for that, but she said like take three sips before you decide. And that's true, actually, for even whiskey. First sip is, you know, a shot to alcohol. The your tongue is saying, this is poison. What mm. the hell are you doing? So three sip it before you... There's a touch of sweetness that might be in the syrup. 
Yeah. Maybe a touch of swampy hops. I don't know if I would want to drink anything described as swampy hops. Hops grow in swamps. No. First of all. If you had a scratch and smell dictionary, this would be under odd. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the third sip and... Second step was not, not that much any better. You know, the second one wasn't a step up. It was not maple syrup beers. They just might not be my thing. They're fine for stouts, you know, because stouts are already on the sweeter side. IP, I just can't imagine swing on this. Swing on you. You can taste it out of the can because you're not. This you is going to be drained. I'm going to finish this because I need the glass. There you go. Even Jeff is frowning. Yeah, he's got yeah, a face yeah. of big bucket of no. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but that syrup really hit towards the very end. It's like, whoa. Overpowered. That was just one sip, too. Okay. You got two more. Me. Yeah. So drink up, big boy. <laughs> so who, who, who is it that made this again? Decadent. Where Decadent Ales. Decadent uh, Ales. Uh, Marinick. Is that how you pronounce it in New York? Do, do, do they make a beer that, that you can give a, a glowing recommendation behind? Because they, they're, they're two stripes yet, I have yet to try one. Okay. <laughs> so instead, I'm drinking Heads Will Roll from Microphone Brewing in... Huh? What do they call the brewers that show up at somebody else's oh, okay. contract oh, brewing? Um, Johnny yeah. Appleseed. Yeah, pronounce that? It's from Wisconsin. Octo... Oh, oh Wanakee is how you'd say it. Wanakee. Yeah. It's from Wanakee, Wisconsin. Yeah. There you go. I was remember it was like one a key. It's a double dry hopped IPA with citrus mosaic and Simcoe hops, and, and I know no syrup. It is far no no sir even it is yeah. far superior than anything I've had at Deccan and Ales. But I've probably talked about this for five minutes. So Jeff, what are you drinking? <laughs> I know what you're drinking, but so I'm drinking an OGL, which uh, they did this as a 50th anniversary for the moon landing. So OGL is one giant leap. I was wondering what what that yeah. stood for. I was I was I was thinking ODB and nope. where where this was going. Um, so this is a triple dry hop, triple IPA. So two triples in there. It's um, like a, now I'm messing around. It's like a double triple. It yeah, and so it's ten percent. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to move on to the second one or not. But we'll I find think out. Manage. Maybe so. So it's really good. It doesn't taste like 10% to me, and you taste it. No, that's the scary part. Two finger, yeah. It is quite delicious and does not taste overpowering. But if you drank two tall boys like that, you'd be you'd yeah. feel it. Yeah, Ooh. you'd and be doing one giant leap. And where'd you say they were out of? They're at Cherry Street is up in Cumming, Georgia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Local. You have an empty bottle of red. I have an empty bottle of red because it's decanted. Keeping with the, I'm going to pass this along to you to pronounce. I'm going to hand this to my <laughs> Italian friend. Uh, this is a Sangiovese. It's from it's from Italy. This is one of the uh, one of the bottles of wines that we picked up when we went to the oh, World the Farmers Market. Yeah, Sangiovese is a type of wine that we <coughs> usually keep in the house. We buy a much cheaper brand uh, and a much bigger bottle, but it's it's an Italian wine that we that we really like. So I saw this and picked it up, but I I cannot pronounce. How do you say that? Ooh, it's Di, um, Di Maho Norante. There you go. Hey, that sounds like it. That sounded authentic. I go with that. Yeah, sounded good to me. It's a uh, it's a red wine, Italian red wine. Very good. A dry or a sweet? It's, or? Yeah, it's more on the on the dry side, but very well. Yeah, dry red wine of M O L I S E. Take your word for sounds it. Sounds like Molise. To Molise. Me. Yeah. So a Christian free <coughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-five or forty-six shows have been Christian free. And do, should it need, should it be episode one? It's some Latin term. PT post domini. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, I mean, I personally thought it was an interesting podcast. I'm glad he agreed to well, every, come on. You know, I've, I've met Tom on now. The podcast was, I believe, the fourth conversation I've had with Tom. Yeah, you met him a couple of times at his Woodstock questionnaire. Yeah, I've been to, yeah, I've been to his questionnaires group a couple of times. We met the three of the four of us one time, and then he came in for the show. Yeah, and mm-hmm. every time I've had a conversation with Tom. It's been at least interesting, if, if, if nothing else. The other conversations we've had seem to have been a little more confrontational. <laughs> really? <laughs> Would be a good word. Yeah. Yeah, really. No kidding. Yeah. You I mean went, at the... I, I went Woods- to the Christians Questioners meeting and I had some questions. <laughs> Go figure. I think he talked about people like you. <laughs> were you asked to not, were you asked to not come <laughs> no, back? No, I was, not, I was not never asked to not come back. But uh, I, I described Tom and his Questioners meeting... And the act of questioning Tom on some topics akin to nailing Jello to a wall. You know, All right. Exactly. Well, the rundown we're says regrets, learnings, and opportunities. <laughs> I need a fourth one. <laughs> Slams. <laughs> I don't say that that's something that, that is unique to Tom. No, uh, no. I, I, I find talking to a lot of Christians, in, whether it be in a debate group or you know, in a, a setting like that, it's hard to pin them down on a particular well, you have to keep Tom in mind, as, you know, and he mentioned that too, that you know, apologetics is a big part of what evangelicals do yeah. in particular. But even progressive Christians have a form of it. They wouldn't probably call it apologetics. But you know, in, in a sense, they have to kind of defend their beliefs as well. And you know, from our perspective... Do you? Huh? Do you? Well, I mean, so if they're in a conversation, with, well, depends on who they're having a conversation with. But if you're having a conversation with somebody that's an atheist, yeah, I mean, they have to kind of construct or, you know... We kind of talked why. about it, but what, what situation would you have to defend your atheism? If somebody comes in, you know, where you get your morals from? You know, one of the other you know stupid basic <laughs> atheist questions. Why does that, that, why does everybody who asks ask a negative question sound like they they fell off the turnip truck somewhere? <laughs> I mean, it's not it, it's not I mean, it is this is exurban Atlanta and it's mm-hmm. Georgia. Yeah. But just look at the trees, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do an Australian accent if you're doing a Ray Comfort. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. yeah. But, There's all kinds of different accents you could do. I don't know if I feel like I would have to defend it. What does it take to get your well, atheist hackles well, up? It doesn't necessarily have to be a defense of your religious or, or lack of religious beliefs. It could be, why do you like that particular baseball team? Why are you a fan of this particular candidate that's running? For whatever it is that you like or, or not like, like that beer. Yes. <laughs> you, there are reasons why you have the yeah, opinions did, that you hold. You didn't defend this beer, you would be, that's yeah. for sure. It was not worth defending. But you would <laughs> defend this one. I am defending that one. Yeah. It's more of an issue where you're explaining where you're coming from. Maybe not defense. Maybe defending is not Okay, is kind you know of what? Like, That's a much better, more palatable way, at least for my brain. But somebody would actually have to be interested to have that conversation. Right, yeah. One thing I was thinking about while listening to the podcast, is the questioners group really interested or are they just better about pushing their opinions on people in, in the form of a, you know, let's have a, let's have a questioner's group. And I'm not really going to listen, but I'm going to defend and evangelize my opinions. To me, the best way to describe Tom's questioner's group would be like if Tom came in in full catcher's gear. I'm all about the sports analogies yep. today for some reason. But he came in in all sports gear, mm-hmm. and nine people are throwing baseballs at him. And he's just, you know, 
He's he, he just yes, he's just catching them, you know, left and right. And like I said, I don't have an extensive background of going to these meetings. I've only been to a few of them, but the, the few I've been to, I dare say he was the only Christian there. Well, you know, there was one there that he had a second. I think his pastor was there. Right. Yeah. One but other that's time. that's. But that was that. Yeah. So when I went early on, mm-hmm. there were quite a few more people that were. So it was kind of half Christian. and half. All right. Some that, that were more fundamentalist probably yeah. came from his church. Yeah. But some were. Well, he said he had the the little old ladies that that were showing up here lately, and which yeah, which yeah. but I, from my own personal experience, it's it's like a long bar table with eight to ten people at it, and there's one Christian, and everybody else is kind of just peppering them with you know slavery and and, and misogyny, and you're just hitting them with you know the greatest hits uh, you know. <laughs> Of, of the Old Testament, and, you know, and, and seeing, you know, well, that's what I'm what, saying. What do you got about this? What do you got about that? In the earlier form of it, you know, there were more, is a better mix, I thought. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, you had some people that were, I would even say, like, woo-woo. Okay. You know, spiritual, but not religious. Marianne Williamson kind of, fans? Perhaps so. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, so people that were truly questioning and love. wanting to kind of hear... You know other perspectives. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it any. That was when they met at the coffee shop. I don't think you ever went no, to the coffee I've, shop. I've this only has been, been at the brewery to Reformation. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know why you know the mix has kind of shifted, but yeah, the last few times it's been pretty much Tom is the only Christian. Yeah. There, so it does kind of feel like it's. So it, it feels like it's nine on one. Yeah. Well. And so I don't. I don't know how he would fix that mix. I mean, you're kind of at the well, mercy of me to. What if? To, what if? There's no fixing. That's perfect. What do you mean, no fixing? He doesn't need to fix the mix. Yeah, he doesn't need to, need to preach need to, to the converted. Yeah. Or is is it's not if they're not the right kind of Christian though? If they're oh. not evangelical. Uh, oh. So it feels like the questioners group is a, is really just like a Socratic way of getting your point across. How many minds were changed, or how many times do you think? And he's not here. But how many times did he, has he changed his opinion on something? He's, there's certain things that obviously, for anybody, mm-hmm. you're not gonna. Well, you you're not gonna change your mind. You can't yeah. if you want to stay within that Christian yeah. framework. You know, which which is why they they become so talented at apologetics. Is you know they built up those structured walls to keep you in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way of explaining away the unexplainable. He would not. He would say that is not. I'm sure he. I'm sure he would agree. Uh, disagree. You should have said that when he was yeah. here. Yeah. We'll have to bring him back another time. So you were you answer. were kind of. Um, I you know I got some, I got some good points. You know it was a good conversation, and Don was like, "Nah, screw that." Oh, you're talking at the, at the meeting? At the, no, at, like like the at, the conversation with Tom. You were you were kind of you were positive about it. Like well, your first your first. <laughs> Uh, you make it out like he was extending the olive branch, and I was taking it from him and beating Tom with it. It was <laughs> okay. Yeah, good analogy. <laughs> Run with it. <laughs> Prior to the recording of the previous episode, that was my biggest fear: is that I, I saw this thing going off the rails in a couple of different ways. Number one, we get bogged down in definitions, and it just becomes an hour and a half discussion of what right. truth is. You know, which like no, live googling. Yeah, nobody wants to listen to that. Or it would come off as three bullies beating up on, on, on one guy. You know, and, and I definitely didn't want it to come off that way right. as well either. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah. I, and I don't I think don't it did. I absolutely don't think it did. I think, if anything, we 
kind of politely backed off. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that would be so if your your initial reaction was positive, mine was regrets about things that well, I did not right, yeah. pursue. And I have some of those as well. But my positive is, you know, that we had an engaging conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody reached across the table to, you know, choke yeah. one another. So Yeah, it's a low bar, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody died. <laughs> Nobody died. Yeah. There was no blood. But, you know, I, I do think it's important that, you know, we, we talk a lot of, on this show and probably will do in the later part of this show about evangelicals. Yes. With them not being here, you know, so it's kind of a one-sided, our perspective. So it's kind of nice to have somebody, you know, that is actually... In the camp. And, and not a professional. He's yeah. not a pastor. He's no. not, a, you know, one of these paid oh, apologetics. He's, like. But he's practiced. Well... He is practiced and he is a smart guy and he is... I don't want to say, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but slick. Knows his talking Polished. Points. Very polished. Oh, he's studied for sure. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, he's he's not a professional apologist ready to hit the debate circuit. But I'm but saying there's, there's, there's no. a lot of people that but sit he, in he, the pews yeah. Yeah. that are that same way, that do the deep dive, that want to figure out how's the best way to defend, you know, that aren't mm-hmm. the pastor. But they're, you know, they're, you know, I, I was that way when yeah. I was, when I was a Christian. I, no, I was, you, I can't see. <laughs> yeah, so, but at some point, the defense is the mission. It feels like it could be not what it's about, but I'm going to defend this. Yeah. You know, that is the, the mission is to defend the faith, not necessarily question it or, you know, expand it or whatever you would do with your faith. But it's convincing yourself of it. When you, when you come across something, you, you have to somehow square that. You know what I mean? You have to, say, you have to sand off those rough edges. And that's got to be tough. That's got to be the toughest part of it is, is convincing yourself of it before you can go out and even attempt to try and convince somebody else of it. I didn't feel like he had a problem with that. He knew he had an answer for everything, but then maybe we would too. Yeah, that's... Kind of where I'm coming from. And that's the thing is if you're studied on this stuff, if you've heard, you know, like like the slavery thing, we didn't bring that up. But that no, I've had I've had the slavery conversation. The slavery thing, that little thing. It's because I mean, that is something, too, that I wish I would have asked him, you know, if perhaps if we haven't come back or if we go to a question. But seriously, what do you think he's going to say? Well, I I know because I've had that conversation with him. We've talked about that. And and yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, the evangelical framework uh, and I'm talking not not just his church, but the Baptist church and all that, you know, have now twisted things. So is like, oh, of course, slavery was was wrong. You know, they were talking about I mean, that particular type of uh, slavery. Mm. The slavery they're talking about in the Bible, that was... Um, yeah, they're not talking about... That was where you'd let them go in seven years. Indentured servitude. And, yeah, right, right. Is, is what they always do. And it's, it's funny, I don't know why, but whenever... It reminds me of the movie Coming to America, the mm-hmm. scene um, where they're in the barber shop and they're dressed up as the old men and they're sitting around talking about boxing and the line about how come every time I bring up Rocky Marciano, so, or how come every time I bring up Sugar Ray Lewis, uh, some white guy got to bring Rocky Marciano as ass, 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 or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. It's, that's how I feel because every time I bring up slavery, some evangelical wants to bring up indentured servitude, which is fine. We right, can talk yeah, about that. Right. That's an entirely different subject in the Bible. What I'm talking about is chattel slavery. You know, right, and that's what I'm saying is that's the, in the history Bible. of 
his church, the church I used to go to, the Presbyterian Church Mm -hmm. in the South, they read the Bible truly literally. And so they knew it wasn't that God was okay with all kinds of slavery. It wasn't just indentured servitude, but it was chattel slavery. He was owning human beings as property. So what I'm saying is, 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 you know, going back in history, they read the Bible more literally than what they're doing today. They're doing the same kind of thing that the progressive Christians do. Is there making excuses? Oh, you know, yeah. you need to take this in context kind of thing. That's not what they really meant. It is what it, you know, what it says, you know. The, the same excuses that they're making to be able to eat shrimp or, or wear clothes made of, of two different fabrics is, is the same excuses that they were making right, for right. slavery yeah. you know, 100 years so, ago. Yeah, so just admit that you're winging it. You yeah. Know? Hey, well, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what bothers you about that? Why? They, because you get lit up I by do. this, like lit up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out. But I think I know the answer. Okay. But I'm going to let you well, per- t- tell, tell us. Me, tell me the answer. No, first no, no. Oh, hell no! <laughs> I, I want to hear it from you when you are animated. Well, okay. So the biggest thing that that makes me tick, ticked off about this. Let's stop hitting the table. Is is that, you know, we, we seem to take things, you know, like they were just, like, dropped down right now. You know, it's yeah. sort of like like the Baptist church uh, history on segregation and Jim Crow and all that kind of stuff is, you know, they never really bought into that stuff. And, and so that's what people think. But, no, you know, they bought in truly to all of this stuff about slavery and Jim Crow and segregation. And to try to spin it now, it's like, you know, just own it. Just spin it. what? Basically, eliminate their history or or color over it is kind of like what what do they call the, you know when when the South tried to color over the Civil War revisionist history Revision, well, yeah yeah so I mean that's kind of what what evangelicals are kind of doing is is making that same kind of revisionist history. So what do you want? What do you what would you like them to do? Well, I know they're not going to do it. No, no, no. But what would you what would you actually like them to do? To admit. That, okay, so we are reading the Bible less literally now than we used to. You know, we, we claim mm-hmm. that we're reading the Bible literally. It's the literal word of God. But to so are they just literally reading the parts they're cherry picking? Well, I mean, that's the thing. The history has been, they've been Are they less changing. literal or are they just paying attention to less of the book? I don't know. They still claim that, you know, the entire Bible is the literal Word of God, but it's funny how they've kind of changed their attitudes on these literal words. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to me that that's what you would want them to apologize for. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff. As a po- oh, well, then, <laughs> then please go on. Take but, a big swig of that 10%. And feel the fire and brimstone. I don't know how to break it down into you know, a, a long list of things, but just to admit that they're not the literalists that they claim to be. So, but it's still Bible-based. It is, but so is the other side. So is William Barber's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Progressives. The pro- well, yeah, progressive. He calls himself an evangelical. He, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> That's like the eighth time on this podcast. He does not call himself an evangelical. Yes, he, does. he is. Yes, but he, he uh, that is like that is like Tom saying that somebody professes oh, to be an yeah, atheist. Yeah. Yeah, 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 which by the way, yeah. as you probably know if you listen to the podcast. Triggered me. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he is an evangelical. Yes, I would. He, yep. he. So, 
good thing from Tom. I got notes now. <laughs> no. Thank you, Tom. Who gets to call themselves an evangelical? The first place you don't go is, wow, we supported a bunch of really racist, horrible policies. We had that, – that was a couple of decades of, of serious ugliness where we lived, Bull Connor and – Little Rock Central High and everything that went on in Mississippi that maybe they have apologized for their role. But you'd have to take responsibility for that. I I don't know if they use the Bible or not, but that to me is the worst part of it. I mean, it's something that the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints (laughs) almost said the M-word. No, no. Former Mormons. Have to continually kind of revise. And they... They kind of do. They kind of, they're kind of trying to inch their way past their origin story, aren't they? Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, they, oh, yeah. they are yeah, trying to covered up a lot of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you think you think they've covered it up? So what should they do well, to come clean? That's the nice thing about about the Mormons is they have a prophet. Right? They have a guy. Evangelicals don't have that. They have the source material, and it's unchanging. That's it. They have to square everything with the book as it as it says. Hence, and the, the only thing contortions they can, yes, and context. Only thing you can do is right, re, right. Yeah, recontort, reconfigure, re, reinterpolate. Oh, we misunderstood <laughs> what that meant. Where the Mormons have the they can just go. Oh yeah, yeah. God sent me a memo. No more. We're not doing that shit no more. We're, we're new, new, here's a new bulleted list of things that, that are, we're implementing as of tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Bulleted lists are easier yeah. to read, by yeah. the way. So. Yeah, I mean, a good example was after the Civil Rights Movement. Was it called their president? Who's the, the head guy of, of the Mormons, of the Mormon church? President. I thought he was the prophet. No the head, so, that's the head a pretty guy. cool title. I, I, would, I, I do not know that his title is prophet, but I would not be surprised. Well, if he's, he's the guy that does hear from yeah. God, and all of a sudden God said, hey, you know, you we're, wait, we're okay wait. with... You think that's literal still? What? That, that whoever, whoever, is the, whoever is anointed mm-hmm. or voted as prophet... That elder, the highest that, elder, that they or talk mm-hmm. directly to God. Do yes. you think they say that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, so they they believe that. Yes. yes. And they, they profess it. It's not one of those crazy things that they no. want to. No. 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 They're doubling down on that. They just, no. No. They don't hear they, from God. They mm-hmm. just came out. That was the whole reason for getting rid of Mormon and using Church of Latter Day Saints. Yes. You know, Church yeah, of Jesus Christ. It's because God doesn't want to use the word Mormon. He wants to use the official title. And and. And God told somebody. God told, yes. right, yeah. It's kind of like the over lunch, like like the Pat Robertson. God, is, yeah. is God on, on Snapchat? No, I think he's, he's on Signal. A, he's a Signal because it's <laughs> you know, it's encoded, encrypted on both sides. Well, he, he's he telling Pat Robertson. He doesn't want, he wouldn't want the Googles and, to know his shit. You know, <laughs> down with God. Yeah. So, and, and, and wait, what's, what do you mean? The, the Pope doesn't claim that he's. The vicar of Christ on, on earth? It's different. He, he's a, different than talking to God. Okay. The Pope speaks for God. He is the mouthpiece of God on earth. That if God wants to give a message to the world, it's coming through the Pope. As a as, as a little Catholic being raised, that, that's what you were told. That feels like is that old ho- household Catholicism. That might be. Yeah. You know? That might have been like what... My grandparents told my parents, right. and then they told me right. that. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing that written down anywhere. Right. But certainly not in the Bible. And it would have been written in yeah. Latin. I couldn't read that yeah, shit yeah, anyway. But sure. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> but that's the way I always understood it: was that 
the Pope and God don't play racquetball on Tuesdays. They don't, they don't have lunch, but he speaks on behalf of God. When the Pope talks, that's basically God speaking through him. I'd be, I'd be interested to know, like next time I go up north and talk to my Catholic relatives, I'm going to ask them. Because the way I understood it was you never had an instance where the Pope said something. No, the, the Pope said one thing and God went, what? What is? Wait, what? No, no, no. We can't have that. <laughs> no, no. They were always simpatico with with one another, and and whatever whatever the Pope was saying. But I mean, God even the uh, United Church of Christ, which is a, one of the most progressive okay. um, mainline churches, their Thank slogan. You. One of their slogans is "God is still speaking." Mm. Okay, so if God is still speaking, shouldn't they go shh before that? Well, I mean, God's so, still speaking. Who's listening? <laughs> <Could> you know. <laughs> So, I mean, it's kind of saying the same thing, though, as, yeah. as you know, the grand hula well, of Mormonism. That or... gives you, that, that's the nice thing, that, that's the nice thing that, that Mormonism has is that it can evolve. Something comes down the Absolutely. pike. Absolutely. Right. Can, right. you know, it can shift. It can change. It, you know, it's, it's, it's malleable. The, the Bible is written vaguely enough that it's malleable. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's same thing. If you if you built a religion based upon the writings of Nostradamus, no matter what comes down the pike, it's vague enough that you can oh yeah, well it says here in the thirteenth quatrain, you know, <laughs> you're forgetting about that. You know, and you just just pivot. It's easy it's easy enough to pivot. You can do that from the Harry Potter books too. Absolutely. Yeah, make a religion out of that. But when you've got a spokesperson that just comes down and says, yeah, I was talking to the, to the big cheese, and uh, th- here's the deal. That thing we've always done, we don't do that no more. Nope. We now do it this way. Oh, how can we do that? We've yeah. actually always yeah. done it that way, yeah. and that's always been the intent because yeah. uh, we've always been at war with East Asia. Yeah. Orwellian oh. doublespeak. Ten <laughs> percent, Jerry. 10%. Sorry. <laughs> True. That was kind of unfair. So I, I do have a few regrets. Yeah. And that's where my head went immediately. Even driving home. <clears throat> damn it. Every podcast, you end up the next day thinking, damn, should have said that. You know, mm-hmm. should have said this. Or did I really say that? I should call Don and have him edit that out. <laughs> the one with we had with Tom, I think more than any other one, like in the shower the next morning going, damn it. Damn it. You know, like, oh, man. I, oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. but you kind of also, yeah. you also, if you take it seriously, you also feel the pressure of being a good host. Yeah. And uh, because I like making media analogies, you see an interview and you see some anchor yeah. or reporter not dick it to somebody. Yeah. It is a lot of times out of politeness rather than malice or... And it's it's harder to be if you have half a soul mm-hmm. to be meaner to somebody right in front yeah. of you, which probably universal. And we weren't going to be to your point earlier. Three people just railing on the yeah. Christian. Yeah. So you know, I had a chance to talk to two listeners live. Okay. And got their feedback, and they commented on that same thing that we missed out on. And so, so what I'm which referring to is towards the end when we were trying to do the wrap-up of, like, what the common areas of... Finding common ground common between ground the two of them. Thing. Yeah. And somehow we got onto the topic of abortion. And Tom made a comment about the Democrats pushing abortion. I can't yeah. remember the exact words, but yeah. something to that effect. And even... Um, after, and delivery. after delivery. After delivery. That's the one line, and I caught it. I, did, I, I, must, not, I must have missed it. <clears throat> Why didn't you edit that out? I, well... <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, that's what I called it was during editing. I was like, how did how did that get through without so, none of us catching it? I can tell you why I did. It was a long evening. That was a long podcast. Yep. And we were already trying to wrap it up. And I personally did not want to throw another 20-minute wrench there you go. into the pod. That is On your absolutely list? the first regret that I have yeah. is not doing a more... Full on pushing back. Resp- ah, totally. Yeah. yeah. You know, totally. Because not just the misinformation, but you know, you want to have you want to have a conversation about abortion. All right, let's. Yeah. Because you know, but let's have an honest conversation. Not only about yeah, but not only that. But what are you going to do after that person is born? Particularly for the government needs to get out of everything. Yeah. You know, we're going to force you to have, you know, compel you to see it through. And once that happens, you're on your own, sucker. Yeah. And that part, to me, is 100% immoral. Well, it's it's the attitude of, they say, we have to stop these immigrants from coming into our country because because they're a drain on our resources and, and they're taking Get jobs. Free stuff. Getting all the free stuff. Oh, it's I putting a drain. It. Yeah, you did it. it. <laughs> you sound like come off term truck. And um, and it but it takes the resources away from honest Americans honest you know, folk. That, that 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 deserve it. And yeah. then you go, okay, well fine, why don't we you know Start some social programs and help out some of these Americans. That's socialism. We can't have that. Medicare is not. Yeah, no. Medicaid's not. No. Social Security's not. Right. The highway right. system's not. To answer the question earlier, you were talking about how Crack. how they can still be on board with this guy. It's because I, they're saving that. babies for Jesus. It's, it's what it all boils down to is they're putting judges in place that will help yes. save babies yep. for Jesus. Yep. And that's all that matters. So that would be a longer conversation, and I'm more than happy, sports analogy, yeah. to drop the gloves on that because yeah. no one is, like, for abortion. Right, when you right, kill right. a baby after it's born, that's called murder. murder. That's, right, that's yeah. not I, abortion. That, that's called murder. We're he's not, not here to defend himself. No. We, you know, there are certainly times when all of us are feeling it and go over the line and go, well, that's not really true. I just was... I was on a roll, and and maybe he actually believes that. He would be somebody who actually might come back with facts, you know, yeah. air quotes, or, you know, points, the state in, points New York in their favor. State of New York, the blah, yeah. blah, right. blah, whatever. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't surprise me. But we don't know because he's not here. And, and it ties into another thing that I missed. I, it didn't click in until I listened to it the second time. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Is right at the beginning, he talked about his church. That has no female leaders. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's... And, well, but we got to let that go. No pushback. Well, I mean, that's what? what? Yeah. No. But it's in the Bible. Yeah. No. I kind of expected you it. You let it go. Yeah. I let it go. He let it go. I almost The two he's... people that listen to you yeah. might not have let that go. From their perspective, that, rightfully, would be a deal breaker. Now, now they're not believers, but the fact that you're in an organization in 2019 yeah. that bars women from any leadership position, like the Catholic Church. Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, that's right. But 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 he wasn't he wasn't defending he wasn't defending Catholicism. No, I know. But when, when somebody when somebody comes in, you go, tell me about your religion. They go, well, it's kind of patriarchal. You go, okay. <laughs> Then nobody says that. Yeah, nobody, 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 says, that. nobody <laughs> says that. Nobody says that. When they give you the description, you go, you know, go, yeah, no, that, I kind of, kind of figured that, that's kind of a given. I kind of figured as much. But it's tradition. Yeah. They would, they would say that it's tradition. But 
we didn't push back on it. Right. And it could have been so common that no shit. Yeah. But that didn't even get that. Well, didn't the, even get a the reason. Didn't even get a. Are you freaking kidding me? No, yeah. The reason I didn't push back is because I know the long history. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right. You got the you got the opportunity, Chuck Todd, to make Lindsey Graham <laughs> <Answer> squirm <your laughs> on Meet the Press, and you passed up the opportunity because you just assumed that that was such a given. But your audience doesn't know. That's your, true. Your, your audience. I did, I did. You know, when I was talking about the Presbyterian church that we went to, Katie and I went to, did have women pastors. And so that was a different That's complete, yeah, branch yeah. of Presbyterianism right. than, than what but, he came from. But and that was one a shock fair for us. question, is like, and why? if it weren't three dudes sitting around the table, would be, why is that okay in 2019? Yeah. Because you would go back to no. the Bible. <laughs> Why is I don't give a shit what his rationale is from the biblical standpoint. Because what? we don't live our lives by biblical standards. Why is it okay that you're in an organization in 2019 that explicitly forbids women from any leadership position? Because if you did that in the business world, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously well, that's I, not going to fly. I, 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 let me first preface this by saying I don't know the makeup of the or any of the organizations I'm about to mention. I'm just using them as an example. But slander them. No, all. I'm just saying as as a non religious organization, for example, the Lions Club, you know, or the Elks Club. If you found out that they are predominantly male dominated groups, clubs, what whatever, you know, you want you want to categorize them, wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with, with you know, I'm a, I'm a member of the, of, of the Moose Lodge, you know, and how many women do you have in Dang power it. down there I at just, the old Moose Lodge? I, I just fell into Big the Jeff zero. trap. Yeah. I, I just became Jeff, and I don't like it. What? 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 So I, when you say that, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, first of all, all three of those, Moose, Elk, whatever the lions. other one was, Lions, yeah. I, I, seemed animals. to be kind of on the yeah, I mean, societal decline. Their, their, their roles are not growing. Yeah, I'm, not, sure. Not, I'm sure. Not, not big players. No. Yeah. But I wonder how. I assumed because they were who they were that they were always yeah. male. So I, I fell into the same. And that's the kind of the same, tra- right, same right, point right, I was right. making is when he came in and it was like, tell us about your religion. And oh, it's male dominated. How unusual. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it wasn't a, you know, it, it's kind of expected. Uh, but I did. When we rail in the Catholic Church, though, yeah, the fact that there's no women in power that doesn't come up a lot. No, that's true. That 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 would be doesn't come up that, with who? With when Don and I, mostly Don and I, when we're talking about Catholicism, we, we very rarely the yeah. is does the. And by the way, lack there, of a women's touch. Are, is not, are, they have none. They have none. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But seriously, yeah. I mean. That that'd be one of those if somebody who's like seriously a, Catholic said, you know, well, you know, we have a nun. That's like child, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah like no. immediately. So you have a second class citizen. That's yeah. great for you. Yeah, but they base that on the Bible too. The exactly. Jesus only had male disciples. So there you go. And so you know, <laughs> the evangelical church says, you know, Timothy. I can't remember the passage in there that Tim women too? show. Timmy too. As Timmy. As, uh, Dotart said. No, no. Uh, Corinthians. No, I thought two he, Corinthians. Two, two Corinthians. Oh, two Corinthians. Two Corinthians. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was Tim two. Tim, oh, that would have been even Timmy two. Yeah, <laughs> Timbuk two. But but yeah, I mean that's what they were you know use as their guide is you know women shall not 
speak or whatever in church. So. I yeah, forbid a woman to right. Yeah, speak uh, so in church. I mean, she has a question. She's supposed to go home, ask her husband at home. But it goes back. If the husband to, doesn't know the answer. He'll go back to the church and find the answer and bring that, it back to that her. That sounds like all of our relationships. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing that you know that we didn't bring up that's peculiar to I'll the, tell you what the regret section is getting long. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of peculiar to the PCA that I found out about is pretty much their theology or doctrine about the young earth. I always thought that was something that, you know, maybe Tom or his pastor kind of held to. But that's... It's one of the foundations of the churches? Of the PCA. Because it's in the book. Is that right? If you read it literally. If you read Genesis literally. I don't read it at all. But if you read it... Yeah. That's why as I said, it'd be really we have the red letter Bibles that show us the part that Jesus said. It'd be nice if we had like the purple letter metaphor Bible where everything oh, that's oh, metaphors yeah, yeah. is written in purple and you right. just skip those. Yeah, parts. this is just poetry. Yeah, yeah just skip mm-hmm. that shit. You know, you don't mean that. You know. Just God being pretty. Yeah. His iron again. <laughs> <laughs> Poking the bear. But still, you seem more disappointed with the lack of adherence to the things in the Bible that you like. No, no, I'm saying both sides you know, are what doing are the, the same sides? thing. The progressive side, and so I would, mm. I would lump you know, the William Barber in there. Mm-hmm. Because you know, when he's on, on CNN and all these kind of shows, he's definitely preaching it. And you know, he's saying God says, but he's, he's coming at it from more of a liberation theology kind of framework. And, you know, so his evangelicalism is based on... Now, I'm not very familiar with the person you're talking about, Mr. Barber. Uh, When he goes on CNN and and they're talking to him about whatever. And I'm sure they're not having a theological discussion on CNN. They're they're talking about about a story, something going on. Is he... When you say he's preaching, he's on there, he's preaching the the social gospel? That's kind of the the flavor he's getting across. Okay. You know, where he's on there... Is he preaching... Is he preaching... So... When I hear him, I don't hear him preaching the social gospel. I hear him making a call to arms and talking about economic justice yeah. and yes. activism. That's All that, the if social he, gospel. If he, no, to my ears, it's none of those it's things. It's social justice. It, absolutely. Okay. I, you know what? And and maybe maybe that's my filter. My filter dismisses all that Bible stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And all I hear is <laughs> dodging that right. Protest, uh, stick and move. I need I need that filter, Jerry. <laughs> you know what? You you don't have you don't have that filter. I don't. That filter, yeah. uh, that lack of filter. Actually, you do have a filter. It's a vacuum. <laughs> Instead of a filter, it sucks it all right in, goes straight to your brain. It's like, God damn it. I've got to figure this shit out. Like, yeah, can't you, look, you be yeah. more like Jesus yeah. was supposed to? Well, and as you know, I applaud you know, the William Barbers and people of that, you know, that, that ilk or whatever you want to call it because they adhere to those kind of things that align with our so they ideology. So they live their values. But so do evangelicals live their values. Mm-hmm. Their values are just different. They're a whole lot different, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't really, make, you don't really think their values. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. doesn't a value? Yeah. So I, I would thought I thought a value would imply something more uh, ethics or moral like good than my value is. Mm. I am going to in every business deal I do get the upper hand and soak whoever I'm dealing with for the last nickel. That doesn't feel like a value. Wait, so who's doing that? When you say that they're living their values, the evangelicals you don't like, mm-hmm. do you actually think they're values? 
what are the values that they are living to? They don't feel like values. They feel like, a, in a lot of ways, warped beliefs as opposed to a value. A value is okay. don't cheat your neighbor. Mm-hmm. He's, he's yeah. well, do okay, right so by your fellow man. Okay. So, so there's two different gospels going on. Okay, so Shit. there's. I didn't think there were any. I, I thought there was four. <laughs> but only three <laughs> count. Only three count. Yeah. Only one counts. One's, yeah. Do, do, do three count um, and one doesn't, or one counts and three don't? The well, first three do and the last one doesn't? The first, it depends upon which side you come from, which, you know. Damn it. Yeah. It's getting more complicated. Because one makes Jesus God. Which one's that? John. John. So that's John the only one that matters. To evangelical. That's their primary. That's their primary. Let me make sure. The yeah. other three. That's fan fiction. Precursor. Well, <laughs> yeah. Precursor bullshit. Well, you know, is 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 like certainly we can't live up to this stuff that Jesus did because he lived the perfect life. Yeah. So you know, that's why we're sinners and we need Jesus to heal us. So. Hmm. He's adapting a little bit of a voice. Yeah. So I'm not sure well, who he's I, speaking was for. I, was I going southern on that? No, but there was no. there was that. Uh, I heard a little pig farmer in there. Oh, happy, you know, just a little. <laughs> This a little. This is a little. I'm not speaking for myself here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the William Barber Gospel is Doctor Reverend Doctor Reverend Barber. the Third, I think. Actually, <laughs> Doctor of what? Uh, I'm just always interested. When I always see, you know, MDiv. It, is this is this because he Doctor gave a speech? Of theology. Go, start your Google. I don't know. I don't there. know how many but how many is, minutes and is this in because that were live he, he gave going. like a uh, valedict not valedict but a like commencement a dissertation speech at a uh, no no a, it's a no, college it's, graduation no, no, and I was given a seminary degree. Uh, uh, he's a so, doctorate of theology, theology or divinity. So he's got a he's he's got a advanced degree in fairy tales. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. He has. Um, Bachelor's degree in political science from North Carolina Central. Okay. An HB historically back college and university. Thank you, HBCU. Yep. He ha- at nineteen, by the way. Wow. So yeah. At nineteen, cum laude, master of divinity. Okay. MDiv yeah. from Duke and a doctorate from Drew University with a concentration in public policy. And pastoral care. What is Drew University? It is a private university in Madison, New Jersey. Never heard of it. Drew has been nicknamed the University in the Forest because of its wooded 186-acre campus. Oh, beautiful. Like Barry College. So it is a theological seminary. Okay. Yep. So that's where his doctorate. So do you think that's less of a doctor? Yeah, he got a doctorate doc- at a theological seminary? Yes. Yes. Like a Absolutely. doctor, doctor <laughs> of Santa? Yeah. Kind of I'm sorry. I knew the answer to that question before I asked. <laughs> that's, I, I mean, I have a master's in Harry Potter, but, you know, it, it doesn't get me anything. CNN doesn't call. <laughs> I, I can do weddings in the Church of Dudism. So, Dude. Actually, actually, that's I, a legit. I, I got a I got a certificate for that. But anyway. Full disclosure, I've never read a single page of any Harry Potter book. So just. I've seen the movies. I read them all. Saw the movies. But I'm, you know, a third of the godless heathens. So, of course, I would like Harry Potter. Of course. So you were talking about the Dr. Reverend William Barber. And you don't remember (laughs) any way how you got there. Okay. So what I was going to say is is his. (laughs) That, That was terrible, wasn't it? Any way how. And it's only one beer. Hannah. Sorry, Teenage boy beer. So this is uh, something strange from Pontoon Brewing. Something in, uh, strange. That's the Stranger Things. Uh, that that I was going to say that's a really cool no, looking Sandy Springs. Sandy Springs. Okay. Uh, bottle there. Uh, can they make there. some really good stuff. We used to know the head brewer there, but he he booted out to uh, like one of the 
Tropical Islands is going to do a brewery there. Well, you know, 8%. So, again, no excuse for the terrible sentence that I had no. just a minute ago. Sorry, but I, but sorry, I'll take right. the hit. I can always say, if, if, you, if you can do your job on a tropical island, by all means, okay, so, do it now before they're, before they're, bare, before yeah. they're underwater. So, before I have much more of this, so I was trying to make a distinction between you know the, the, the evangelical or gospel news of Barber versus evangelical. So Barber, and I think he brings this up a lot, and I don't remember where it is in the Bible, I think it's in, in Luke, but where, where Jesus makes his inaugural speech where I came to give new, good news to the imprisoned, the oppressed, the poor. So that's kind of the gospel that Barber's pulling from. And that's why he does a lot of social justice kind of stuff, because he believes in following that same kind of path of taking care of the least of these. Whereas evangelicals, their framework uh-oh, rolling the eyes. He is, is an evangelical. I said, you just described Barber and then said, on the other hand, the evangelicals. Because he, they're both. Okay, because, okay, right, right. Because he doesn't believe that Barber's an no, evangelical. No, 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 That's no, no. True. no, That's no, true. No, no, I'm saying. No. It's the same thing. Bart Ehrman says that, that he's not an atheist, but I don't fucking believe him. <laughs> because he, he says that he believes there was a historical Jesus, but he writes the best mythicist books ever. I, so I think he's just covering his ass so he can keep writing books and exactly. Christians keep buying it. Yeah. Okay. So, but I'm saying in, in that passage in Luke or whatever it was, is that word in Greek would be there, evangelion. Okay. So that's evangelical. So I'm saying he is, that's. That, by the way, second podcast in a row that we're talking Greek. That we, yeah. Apologia. You have to, re, you have to read it in its original Greek. Yes, apologies. Let me ask you a question. Whatever he just said. Yeah. Why was a book from the Middle East written originally in Greek? It should have been written in Aramaic. You would think. Yeah, or Hebrew. Yeah. Well, it was the Old Testament. I mean, that's like saying, you know, if you really want to understand Judaism, you need to read it in its original Swahili. It do, that doesn't make sense. Why, why does a language from... How, how far is it from Greece? It's, I mean, it's not a, not a huge big. distance, but hundreds of miles? It, it was. From the Middle East? 2,500 years ago. Yeah. It'd it take you a while to get there. <laughs> right. You know, you know, you're not going to yeah. catch a flight to yeah. Athens. You're not going to be there for lunch. A little rabbit hole. Why? That's a question I've always wondered. Why is the... They always say, well, you need to read in its original Greek. Well, why is a book from Judea in Israel written in Greek in the first place? Huh. It's almost like it's a rhetorical question. It is. Do you have an answer for that? Yeah, Jeff, defend yourself. Yeah, Jeff. Well, I think weren't they the dominant? Well, he other than that, he's going to try. He is. That was kind of the dominant culture until the Romans took over. But the Romans had already taken over by the time. I'd have to look at by it. the Bible time. I'd have to Google Duck Duck Google that. Godless Heathens Yahoo.com. If you know the answer to that question. Send it in. There, yeah, I'm, there's I'm the, dying to find yeah. it. Yeah. That's a, that is the first of at least two references to the Roman Empire that will be on this show. Stick around till the end. <laughs> <laughs> so that evangelicalism is more about the community, you know, about taking care Barber's of... Barber's evangelicalism. Yes. Right. Yes. Helping you your still, fellow man. You still see a difference. Yes. In what? In well, yes. you're already yeah, 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 you're yeah. already making distinct. You're using the same word to describe yes. two completely different right. belief systems right. mm-hmm. and okay. sets of people. So, so he got his evangelicalism from that particular passage. Okay, I bring good news. Let me ask Even. you a question: Do you consider him to be an evangelical? Yes, okay. by the original. Uh, he couldn't just no, he leave just, it in. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He, he's okay. just like he's like you he's like mentally in, well, incapable. Like yes. Oh, God well, damn the, it. The, but the, the struggle I have, though, is it's been co-opted by 
The definition has changed. Right, yeah. So other evangelicals, what they're framing that by is, and I don't remember where this gospel passage is, is go out, go forth into the nations and tell you know, the good news. So in other words, that's a conversion kind it's, of thing. It's, so their whole issue or their whole drive is to go out and create other Jesus followers. Do but you it, but, think? It, but it says to do that to all creatures. Even bunnies. I know. Goats and Well, you guys cows. had a uh, St. Francis that did that. He Fra- went out St. and Francis preached of to Assisi? the birds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did that. You guys. You, us guys. You, the, you the Catholics, guys. You, you former hmm. Catholics. We also had that guy that got all the snakes out of Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Top that, mainline. <laughs> Just other than the fact that there were never snakes in Ireland. But, you know, you know, small point. We're picking it. We're picking it. Now you poked him. Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess I'm I'm continually surprised that you believe that that's something that they believe. Wait, some, do you think? Do you actually think that the let's call them the white evangelicals, as opposed to Barber, who can we call them the black evangelicals? Well, we will call them just a. I'm just I'm thinking chess pieces, just so we know it's like <laughs> one team versus another team. I'm not I'm not talking race. I'm just talking let's you know. All right, uh, I will. I will roll with it. Okay, because they are different. <laughs> okay, and yeah. for the, uh, and on, in in the analogy of the game, opposing. Yes, and for, only one team can win. For the purpose of this conversation, draw, but... <laughs> when we talk about white evangelicals and black evangelicals, we're talking about evangelicals and progressives. But basically. somehow, yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, really super conservative people and more well, pro- more yeah. progressive social people. versus yeah. individual is how I would frame. Yeah. Oh. Because sure. I'm I'm going back to you know so the evangel you know the the southern evangelicalism white evangelicalism is about it, yeah just okay is about individual salvation and it's about individual accomplishment so in other words bootstraps kind of kind of thing it's got okay. nothing to do with passing out blankets yeah. to the homeless so if if, if you saw the article I posted. Um, there's an AJC series going on about racism, and they they did an interview with, um, what's his name, Wright. Brian Wright? Brian Wright. Speaking um, right from my heart. Right from my heart. I, yeah. Johnson. I really hated that article. I really, really hated that article on multiple levels. Okay, well, I want to hear why you hated it. But I'm saying, so his his thing was, if you only had Jesus. So in other words, it's not about um, institutional or, or systemic racism. Yeah. It's about if you just converted to Jesus, the right form of Jesus, then, the then racism, racism would just, would just drop it just, it away. It just drops just melt off. Away. Yeah, it just, it's, it's like pounds you know, when, when you get the right... Equipment. So that's the entire history or framework of white evangelicalism is that individualistic So my question mentality. to you was, how do they explain the old racist white dude that's a member of this particular... Who? What? You say, well, you know, if you just have the right Jesus, you know, if you just, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. what about the old white dude that has the right Jesus, but still racist? Then he's not got the right yeah. Jesus. Then. So it's it's the no true Scotsman's fallacy. He just, he ain't, you know. Well, that's kind of what he said in the article, too, Okay, was that there's too few of these true believers. So what was your other discomfort? Well, I don't know what you want to call it. What, what was your problem? What was your with issue with the article? He said multiple. Who gives a shit what he thinks about anything? <laughs> Evidently, this great Bond wrote the article. Okay, she is the. She might even be the religious. She is the columnist. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, who cares what he thinks? Why? Why do we need him to wrestle in print 
with these these issues I feel, I'm pretty sure he doesn't talk about that at the pulpit at Johnson Ferry Baptist. Uh, and I'm I and I'm sure that most of the people that are in that are in the pews are white. Don't there's no <laughs> question about that. Oh, yeah. They're they're not hearing the social gospel no. from this. No. So who cares? Why does this guy get a forum? But yeah, I mean to me what was interesting about that article, yeah, I don't know why why she did that interview either, but it just solidified to me, you know, that individualistic theology or, or ideology, what do you want to call it, of the evangelical church. It's yeah, it's not about words. Not about it's not about you're not gonna solve it in society. That's not the problem. The problem is you need to have Jesus. You have to have a, a, a one-on-one no. relationship. No, that's what he was saying. You, but do you think? Do you really think though that, that is that really where you get triggered because they these people don't have Jesus? I would I would argue they all have their their Jesus. Well, everybody has. Uh, well, right. People that are Christians all have their own version of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, so why be disappointed in them? It's who they are. Well, I mean, seriously, it's it's who they are. I, I, I guess, yeah, I know, and and that's part of the problem. Is is as I read the history, I'm like I'm reading a book now, talking about Mississippi during the, um, like the 40s, 50s, 60s kind of thing, and you know that was really you know the uh, the heart of segregation and all that, and that theology. No, yeah, what it was was it was the last gasps, and any time, you know, you're in the last gasp, it gets it's worse. It, you're right, right, it, right. It get you know you're. Your, it's the it's the your, cornered animal fights the exactly. strong. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. A dying a dying animal will fuck right. you right. up right. before you know it. Right. Yeah. And that's where the theology gloves come on is like we're yeah. defending this says this in the Bible. Yeah, but do you think you, you, the theology gloves are used for what purpose? To defend their hierarchy basically. To to, to defend in, their place in society. Yeah, and the, yeah, maybe yeah. the the indefensible. Yeah. It it is. I mean, it's a dying thing. We were talking about women in power in these days, okay? Their theology is all based on something that goes back hundreds of years where... Aren't, aren't, aren't all of them? Well, yes, but I mean... But, I mean but but, to, a, to the earlier point, not going to have a female pope anytime soon. Right, but no, I'm saying... Or cardinal, know, okay, but or the, bishop, or, or anything. Yeah, but yeah. the difference was, is the northern churches progressed yeah. where the southern churches did not. Yeah. Saying like the Northern Presbyterian churches evolved to where they allowed women pastors, the Southern Presbyterian church did not. So it's cultural; mm-hmm. it's a cultural distinction. Right. That's not always, biblical. No, and not, they, but, not right, right, biblical. Right, right, right. No, cultural, and, and it's who they are. But they find it in the Bible to support that belief. Well, right, I can find anything in the Bible. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. And but I said say, you were going to say that. But I mean, progressives do the same thing. They have to find you know the resources in the Bible to make sense of that. Have you ever been other than his daughter's wedding, which was presided by Greta Vosper? Have you ever been to a religious ceremony that was presided over by a woman? Like gone to a church that had a female pastor? Wait a moment. Yeah, you got to think about it. I do. Because <laughs> I've only been to one. In, in my entire life, other than your daughter's wedding. What denomination was that? Lutheran, which was Catholic light. I mean, you walk in right. a Lutheran church, you already know all the signals. I mean, you, 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 <laughs> I mean they got the kneelers. You're, 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 they yeah, got the they, kneelers. You know, this one didn't have the kneelers. What? But, but you, you, you know, the you knew, anymore, oh, Jeff. Come on. Oh. 
you knew exactly when it was right to say, and also with you, or you know, or whatever, whatever it was, you know, you you were right with it. I mean, you you know, peace be with you, exactly, and also with you. I went, um, my ex-wife, and a carriage. We went to went to a Lutheran uh, service one time. First of all, she was like, "How do you know all this stuff?" I was like, "This is basically Catholic Church. That's where it came from. Same shit, yeah." But where the priest would normally stand and do his thing, altar? it was, yeah. Uh, or, uh, well, no, the altar was the a pulpit. Hold on, you got the altar and a pulpit. You have both. You had two of them. The yeah. pulpit's on the side, the altar's in the center, underneath the T. That's okay. where the real action yeah, is. Yeah, with all that, yeah. But the there was a woman who was leading the procession uh, of the entire, you know, uh, service. That's blasphemy. It wasn't blasphemy, but it I was a little. He, I think he really believes yeah. that. It was a little freaky. It was, I have to say, it was, it was a little weird. Being, you know, having grown up, you just there's uh, yeah, always when I mean, there's always, always a dude men. there. Right. When there's not a dude there, it's a little. It's a hey, you know, it, 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 some things not. You're like, wait a second, yeah, hold on a second. There's a chick up there doing this. I don't, I don't know if I have. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know. If yeah, I, I mean, have. the nuns, the nuns would run things. They would, they would, you know, but not. Not a service like that, but yeah, that was that well, was a crazy little... talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better say a couple of Marys. You're, you're talking crazy over it. I'm raw rice. Yeah, but yeah, that that was a little disconcerting the the first time we sat. You know, but you didn't go home. like cool. I don't. He didn't do that because it was a church. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, nothing cool about a church. It wasn't. Wow. It wasn't a. Oh, this is. I didn't look at it at the time as. Oh, this place is super progressive, and you know, hey, you know, we'll probably be smoking pot here in no time, you know, but <laughs> anything like that. But it, it was just, it was different. It right, was strange. Right. It was unusual. Yeah. It was, you know, it it caught me a little bit off guard when, when right, uh, and see, right, the, because it's all rote. Yeah, I mean, but I, uh, the the church that I grew up in as a kid, we had a female co-pastor. So to me, that was the that normal. was normal. Right. Did yeah. you have to wear sandals to get there? I mean, no, this winter? was in Wisconsin, so you wore snow boots, okay? You didn't wear sandals. Yeah, I hate her. Yeah. It's an accordion factory. Diva snow boots. So, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the normal. And what, and what church, what type of Lutheran? Presbyterian. Presbyterian, okay. The Northern. 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 Northern progressive. Not, not, yeah, not the Southern. This Tom, side of not the. Not Tom Presbyterian. No. This side of the just table not, Presbyterian. Yeah, not, not the one that took <laughs> this cultural detour. Yeah. No. Hey, would that would that last line be considered attack attack? Because that was <laughs> that was the other thing that got you. It did. That was definitely the other thing. It did. What the Tom said he doesn't oh. listen to the episodes where we attack attack. Well, don't as opposed to just kind of play attack. <laughs> so in the title, don't say this is an attack. No, it's attack, attack attack. Attack attack. Okay, I will do that for Tom. Anytime it's an attack attack episode, I'll put attack attack in parentheses. Attack warning at the end of the uh, yeah. The Instead road. of the explicit warning, attack. Warning. Oh yeah, this one has this one has a four out of five attack ratio. Maybe so, maybe YouTube would like demonetize it because it's attack attack. Yeah. What yeah. episode did he turn it off? Going, ah, this is just a bunch right. of attack attack. <laughs> yeah, like, because they all kind of. It's not like we walk in, you know, organized. <laughs> it's not like we walk in and go, all right, we got these three things. We are going to dogpile every one of them. Yeah, yeah. And then when the corpse is done, mm-hmm. we're going to beat the corpse into a pulp. That's not, it may. And when we get done with the Baptists, we're getting on to the Catholics. We're, just, you know. <laughs> right, we may, we're, we're working alphabetically here, people. <laughs> 
Episcopals? <laughs> You're next. We're getting to you. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it doesn't. It doesn't ever. It doesn't ever feel that way. But well, maybe. Yeah, well. Maybe. Maybe the attack attack is more on the political side. It might be. Because it was pretty clear when asked if he would vote for a Democrat, man, there was no bullet list equivocation on that. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, he, definitely uh, not. Yeah. yeah, that was a little... And that was like in the end part of the podcast. Was. Too, yeah. To me, that solidified the, the point that I've, I've made on numerous occasions that it all comes down to... Saving babies for Jesus. That that's the only thing. Right. Yeah. Because, that, because that was the reason he gave is that he could not vote for a Democrat. Basically, was a vote for abortion. So my Chuck Todd moment would be okay. Democratic nominee for president comes out and says, "I'm getting rid of Roe v. Wade, but yeah. I'm also doing." <laughs> Medicare for all. Yeah. We're going to raise taxes on those rich assholes. The Green New Deal. Green in. New Deal's coming in. And you know what? Free it, weed. It, it, may not, it, may, <laughs> it may not be an open border, but it's it's going to have it's going to have a turnstile revolving door. <laughs> right? Are you with us? The crickets. But would no more abortions. Right. Definitely no more abortions. No more abortions yeah. for anyone under no circumstances. Planned Parenthoods will be churches. <laughs> PCHers. <laughs> yeah. are, 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 are you down? Or, are you just, or does the D in the parentheses just... Okay, yeah. I, so, I think... No, Jeff. Yeah, I was going to... So there was kind of a you know another point that maybe we should have pushed harder on, too. And we can do that if we have them back on. Is give on, them our rundown. On climate change, too. I mean, that would be a thing to kind of tie, too. So if you knew that the Republican Party is definitely not going to do anything about climate change. We do know that. That's a fact. Well, oh, yeah, definitely. That that's, a that's a fact. Um, and if you, you know, did a deep uh, study on the science of climate change and came to the conclusion, yes, this shit is actually happening. I see you You're shaking, your, shaking head. your head. I can't yeah. see that on the And pod, that was but. probably what I thought what was or could have been my rudest moment is the realization and telling you that you cannot compile enough evidentiary proof to convince him on any part of climate change that you believe in. No. It's not. It is It is impossible. It used to be, you know, wait till the science comes in. Well, now the science is in. You know. no, it's not really in, though. It's only 97% of the scientists that did a study on this topic. Yeah. It's not 97% of scientists. Seriously. Yeah. Like, like, seriously, just from a math standpoint, if 97, like, it's like there's this big group of scientists that are skeptics but are unwilling to do the studies mm-hmm. because they don't want to be ostracized by this mean old scientific community. I mean, give me a break. I mean, look, you can, people can have. Well, it's funny because they, they talk about how you have to play along, you know, you, you play along to get along. You know. But no, no, that's not how science works. Science is if you want to make your name, then you debunk what everybody else believes. And you prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt that your idea is true. And, and the preconceived notion that we had was wrong. And now we better understand whatever it is that, that, that yes, we're That's falsification. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what makes that, – that's the great thing about science is it's self-policing. Policing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's not starting with the answer like religion starting with the answer and and, and then and then moving you know to, to, to get there. It's where does this take us 
And like you said, the science is in. It's, the the biggest realization was just listening and you earnestly. And that's where the whole questioning the questioner part kind of started getting in my mind. You earnestly were saying, yeah, but this and this and this and this. And it, doesn't, it didn't matter what you said. It, it didn't, mm-hmm. my feeling, right, right. that it didn't matter what you said. Nothing was going to penetrate that. I don't know why. I don't agree with it. He obviously has. I don't know why. Why? Well, you, you say, well, the, the, you know, sea levels are rising. Well, God said that he would never flood the earth again. So done deal. You know, rainbows, Jerry. Rainbows. Come on. Okay, I'm burned. <laughs> Drop by. <laughs> walk out of the room. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the other the other part of that, um, and that'd be something to ask him, is when, you know, if you believe that Jesus is coming back very soon, and I forget the stats, it's like 46%, per, uh, 46% of Americans believe, believe Jesus is coming back in, in their, their lifetime. lifetime. Better, but, qu- better question. Do you believe that Jesus is coming back in your lifetime? If you ask anyone that and they say yes, in your head, that makes them what? It makes Delusional. What, no, I mean, you know, further than that. More than that. No, to me, it is. Because you thought that already. Yeah. But, well, I can tell you, I don't know, and I, I would guess that if you went back in time, it, pew, 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 if you went back in time and asked this question 40 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 600 years ago, throughout history, how much has that 46% changed? How many people during the time that they were living thought this is the end times and Jesus oh, yeah. is definitely yeah. coming back in my lifetime? Because I would I would guess that that number, that 46 number, probably varies a little bit. Not much. You know, it may get over 50. It may get under 40. But it probably stays right in that 40 to 60 range. But one thing I can tell you is that 100% of them were all fucking wrong. So, Fact. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I saw a, a post where we just missed another party opportunity where there was another prediction of the end times. We could have. You had can't a, keep up with them. I know, yeah, I know. But I'm not letting you squirm off the yeah. hook. Yeah. When you hear somebody say that, what triggers in you? What that says to me is, well, that explains why you don't care about climate change. Mm-hmm. Is because you know Jesus is coming back, and God or whoever is going to remake this earth into the new earth doesn't matter. So that that you, you won't can, need you a can, sweater. Can, right, can, that, <laughs> no, but I that mean, feels you know. like a that, uh, seriously. That feels like a major missed opportunity because the answer to that could be kind of illuminating. Because I think few people, particularly people that are as smart as Tom. Would say that like that. Would say would say, what? would say yes because I do think Jesus is coming back in my that lifetime. I don't have to worry about him. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. because yeah. he he referred to you know, God's command in Genesis to be stewards, be yeah. stewards of the earth, kind of thing. So it's kind of like keep it nice. But yeah, but yes. but that's kind of like you know your 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 dad giving you the piece of real estate and you've run it into the fucking ground now and you know. Here we are. So what do we yeah, do now? Or it's kind of like, you know, your your parents saying, keep your room clean. It's like, okay, I'll pick mm. up kind of the toys a little bit. But, mm. you know, I don't have to really worry about it because I know, you know, mom and the dad are going to come in here. They're going to really do a cleaning job. So yeah. I, 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 I felt that his, and I think most opposition to climate change is, is financial. It's financial. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it... It comes down to the quarterly report. I don't think it's deep-rooted in any theology, theology or philosophy. Even he talked about it. What impact would this right, have on right. private business? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I mean, seriously, we're at the point 
where this deference to Jeff term to capitalism or to private industry and not upsetting the economic apple cart, which really only favors the people that own the apple cart. Yeah, right. But there was a terrifying, to me, story about how the predictions for the Greenland ice melt for yeah, 2070s yeah, is happening yeah. now. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, happening now. Right. So, well, what's that going to do to ExxonMobil's quarterly numbers? Seriously, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Right. And the reasons why it gets dismissed are almost all financial. Yeah, but that's the thing that doesn't make sense. You know, if you listen to some of the, uh, the Democratic debate. If you had to. I watched one and I wanted to put a bullet uh, in my head. The second one, I right. regret well, Let me guess. Wasn't any better. It was Cause w- it was worse because it didn't have Warren and, and Sanders in there. Right. And it was beat up on Biden night. But, I mean, you know, so... The green side note: Why don't they just say if you don't if you're not polling at a certain number, you, you're not at the debate? Well, they have one debate. They do that, the but top, it's a low bar. It's like the top one or two seven or whatever it is. Yeah. Be inclusive and much better team. Yeah, much That's better. I want, yeah, I want to, I want to see Warren and Biden and and all of them there at at the same time. Well, Warren and Biden were or not? Oh, Warren and Biden. Yeah, yeah. they were there on, on the two different one? nights. Were yeah. they together Absolutely. both night, both times? Mm-hmm. Both both sets of debates they were on the different okay. days. Oh, okay, okay. Well, anyway, I mean, you know, so so the way they explain it is is like switching away from fossil fuel to renewables is a good business model. I mean, you know, companies if they're going to invest in that kind of no, it's not no, a good business because model? people who, no because it's not a good business model to the people that got the fucking money now. It, you know, That's when you talk about a good business model, this is not about you know some textbook definition. Of business, this is about preserving who's got it now and make it, and them keeping it, no matter what. Oh, yeah. It's all about short term. That's the only it's thing. About- it's not even short term. It's mine, my earnings, yeah, my money, my stock, my house, my place in society. I don't give a shit what else is going to happen because when that happens, I'm not on top of the heap anymore. And the only time it's going to change is when those people on top of the heap all of a sudden get religion. And they may not get religion in time for anything to actually change for a lot of people. I mean, honest to God, I used to think that I could live it out, that I could live out the the sh- the real shit that's coming down the pike. Like the really, really bad stuff that feels like science fiction. States underwater, countries underwater, mass migration, food shortages, water shortages. By the way, they foreshadowed this on years and years on HBO in a, in a, in a uh, terrifying... I've second episode. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm fucking freak- with your head, isn't it? Yeah. It's freaking me the, I'm yeah. the fuck uh, out. I got th- I'm through the second episode as well, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, when the bank crashes and all yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. The, the thing that that series honestly does the best, and here's a little foreshadowing. Recommendation right there. It gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it gets and it, 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 it gets worse. And like, I haven't we're watched not, this we're, show in a long time that made me think, fuck, I'm only at episode two. What is, the fuck? Well, yeah. This is how bad it's getting, yeah. Gary. Gonna... Oh, he's going for the spice beer. That's how bad oh, it is. Shit. It's, and it's so bad. He's he's drinking the, the, the maple, maple syrup, syrup vani- Madagascar right. vanilla spiced beer. It's going to put him in a worse mood. But when it's happening, things that are supposed to it sucks, doesn't it? 
Let me try this. Just like shit. the future. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I deserve this. <laughs> Can I have another? Oh my god. Oh, I thought he was going to say, yeah, you know what? Not that bad. I can see you keeping a six pack of this in the fridge. By the way, three sips. Three, all right, let me give it three, three sips. sips. Let me give it three sips. The first and, sip is basically just getting the Jolly Rancher and wine taste oh, okay. out of the mouth. It's cleansing the palate. True. Cleansing. Yeah. True. By the third one, you're going to be loving it. But not to not to get too, you know, the, like we haven't, but dark and grim. But when when they say that stuff and all we hear is... When they say... What, the, what's happening in Greenland isn't supposed to happen for like oh, 50 okay. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that It's that bad. Right. Like everything that they, that they, the scientists that Tom doesn't believe, say is happening. If anything, there's great podcasts. I want to say the guy is David Foster Wallace, who basically an author that, that says that all that, all that bad stuff, we're, all, we're already screwed. Well, and because of the feedback loop. Too. Does he talk about mm. that, too? Is no, he's just talking about the science. He says we have already passed the point of no return to have climate change adversely affect the entire world. And if things aren't really done now, like you could still stop the worst of the worst of the worst. We could stop doing fossil fuel today, but we're still going to. No, no, no. He's talking about the impact. Yeah. He's talking about the impact. We have already passed the point where there is going to be fundamental change. Right. We still can sea do levels things. Are, right, are going to rise to a gonna, point. That they're not going to go back down. Right. Yeah. Like, but we can stop the the worst of the worst. Yeah. And we're not we're, we're not doing you're, that. You're right. That's the yeah. one thing that like nobody nobody talks about. We're not even giving a lip service. We're not. No. We're not well, there, there is there is a presidential candidate. And he was on last night. That said, From Washington State. Jay Inslee. Yeah, yeah he's the yeah, governor. His... He's governor of Washington. So I'm glad he's on that stage. Really. Right. Yeah. And he's still he's polling at one percent, mm-hmm. which is super telling. Because by the way, there's a great podcast with him on uh, uh, Chris Hayes where he interviews him. He's a I two or three time congressman. Yeah. He is a like he he has lost elections. He's won elections. He's the He's a pretty popular governor of Washington. He's the guy that had the best line of the first series of the two debates that we had a few months ago, or a month ago or so. Which was? Uh, when they asked, what's the biggest crisis that we're dealing with right now? And he said the biggest existential threat to the United States is Donald Trump. Because of climate change. No, no, not anything to do with climate change. He just, they just asked, what is the biggest hmm. threat to the United States today? And he said the biggest well, existential yeah. threat to the United States right now is Donald Trump. Interesting, because he is based, I don't want to say his I'm entire assuming, campaign. I think he's the same guy. I think he's, I don't know if it is. It, it, be, it would be surprising because he's been super consistent about his reason for running is climate change. Right. Yeah, that's the number one issue. Right. Yep. He brought that up in whatever debate it was this week. Yep. Right, right. Yep. And when you read and see these stories, like it feels like work to dismiss them. Like it, it feels like actual work and contortions to dismiss them because there there is this kind of conspiracy that they're not telling you the truth. We could have probably talked about that for another hour, but he wasn't he wasn't budging on it. But he wasn't budging from like a policy standpoint because big government, higher taxes, right, right, and the how would it affect the markets? Not going to be any markets. They're not going to be any markets if South Florida is underwater and New Orleans underwater. Right. There aren't going to be any markets if Manhattan yeah. is underwater, Bangladesh is underwater, and you send twenty-five million people into India that just 
as you've seen in years and years, the, when the shit hits the fan and there's this almost, it's a belief that it can't get that bad. Like somehow we are owed this societal calm. None. None. Right. And there's no way to have the conversation. Like I get that immigration is an issue and that the border is an issue and that people by the thousands are fleeing Central America to get here. Yeah, but you think that's a here. big thing now? You know, wait till... But it's happening now probably in part because of climate change. Right, yeah. Because so, you know, crops that aren't growing and... If you give foreign aid and there's money to keep people at home as opposed to we're not going to give Guatemala anything, well, I got nothing to lose. Like, I I got nothing to lose. I'm going to make a 2,000-mile journey through Mexico to get to a hostile border. How shitty right. is life at home? Yep. And when, when that's the, the best case scenario. Uh, completely. Uh, completely. And you're a criminal for crossing the border. Uh, yep. Probably a couple couple times over. It would, think about if you had to actually make a 2,000-mile journey through a country to, and maybe it's not 2,000 miles, let's just. It's a thousand. Let's just say you, you had to get into Canada from he, from Atlanta, from Walking. like South Texas. Walking. Okay, yeah. and you don't have you don't own a car, by the way. You don't own a car, and this is not your country. You're not. It's not your country. And how many times do you think you would have to break the law in order to get there? To get there, right, right. Like it might be it might be against the law for you to sleep because you go somewhere and they could arrest you for being for being homeless yeah. or shake you down. You know, basically GTFO. Yep. Out. Yep. I don't care where you go. You go north, south, east or west, not here. Yeah. And we're incapable of having an adult conversation about it because it's, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. If we can't have that conversation, we certainly are not going to have the, the global warming one. No, we're not. No, because immigration issue is going to be a huge, huge part of that. It already and, is. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And it's just going to get worse and worse. And, and not just in poverty, you know, traditional uh, poverty nations, but people in Florida, wealthy people, middle class people living on the coast. You know, West that, Palm Beach. that their, their homes are now underwater. Mm-hmm. Insurance companies aren't, you know, so they're homeless. They need to, you know, migrate somewhere. I know. It's cool. Ben Shapiro said they could just sell their homes. And, and move. To sell them to who? Fisher, no, nobody, fishermen? Mm. Fishermen that can fish from the... Uh, mm. He really did. He probably did say that. He did. He did. Yeah, I remember seeing that. He yeah. did. I, I've muted him on Twitter. Exactly. Mm. Who... Very good point. Were you expecting to buy these? Right, who's right, who's right, going right. to sweep in and just... Buy up all right, these you, flooded but, homes, but you can't ask that question no. because you're not gonna you're not gonna actually you're not gonna get a serious answer. No, I don't know if he would even have an answer for that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What he, he absolutely would. Oh, the government, nobody. He, he no. no genius air quotes about people like that. They got an answer for everything. I mean, seriously, and they probably believe it. Mm-hmm. But they apologetic. They do have. <laughs> They do have an answer it is. for yep. everything. Do you actually think that you're going to be able to convince, not that Tom is Ben Shapiro. No. You, you, you're not going to convince. That's, that's not his brand. I was thinking the same thing on a different level. It's No matter what it is that you believe, you know, whether it's your religion, your politics, or whatever, it's tough to knock you off that base. But do we do the same thing? I would say yes. Yeah, how? Well, I mean, so it wouldn't surprise me. So, do we no. listen to the contrarian scientists, for example? So, are you asking? Hear do, what do we fall under the same human? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the the bias, what yeah, you, what you, cognitive bias or whatever. So it's like, so our sources are kind of geared on 
things that we've already agreed to. So There's a good on the media in. episode about believing the scientists. About it may, I don't know if it was on me on the media or the New Yorker. But about or, how, or, um, probably the last in the last year, but it kind of stuck with me because there is a there is a faith in science. Trust, why trust. why do you believe what you believe from science or scientists when you We're know? Not, I'm, 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 this is like this is like a Tom point. Yeah, you know, ninety seven percent. You read the studies. If you did read the studies, would you really be able to make a make a determination? No. You're trusting don't. that all these right. people mm-hmm. are telling you the scientific truth without putting their own spin and bias on it. Yep. From that perspective, they're probably right. So do you have to believe that uh, gravity exists for you not to fly off the Earth? Take a step off of a tall building and believe that the gravity doesn't exist and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at the bottom. <laughs> so do we do it in that respect? You could say that we do. Maybe you have an example, better example than science. I don't know. if I'm trying to think of things that Tom said that I was like, huh, you know what? I really do need to reassess it's just like everything. Any, it's just like anything else. You defer to people who know, know more about a subject than you do. And you, you trust that they you are telling you the truth. defer to the experts. Correct. You know? And there, there is a fallacy in that. There is, there's a logical fallacy in that, and I, I forget the actual term of it. But Talmud said the fallacy is you're believing them. Yes. That's the fallacy. I'm believing the process. Science is a process. Okay? It's, it's a way of evaluating things to find inherent truths. Again, we, we don't totally understand things, but this is our, our this is where we're at now. This is our level of understanding of, of a certain. And if something comes along, then maybe we will have a better of but that understanding. But that implies an implicit trust in the scientist and mm-hmm. what they say. And the normal person doesn't really know or have, like the you cap- said, have the capability of saying whether that stuff is true or not. But like we said earlier, so, uh, science is self-policing. And if That's what Bob said, you would say, if a scientist in the United States releases its result, their results from an experiment, that experiment should be able to be duplicated anywhere in the world and, and get the same results. Right, but you, you tr- but you, you inherently trust the process. Yes, right. Yes. So there is a there. Is Otherwise, a, it's all a huge conspiracy, and all the scientists all right. are in on it. Well, maybe that's which, why. Maybe that's why we have so many people that believe shit like QAnon. It's easier package to wrap it up in with a nice little bow than what reality. Because it's not self policing. It evolves. There, there's an answer for everything. I mean, Ugh. why? Seriously. Have you gone to Q- some of the YouTube videos with these people? or Jeff, you, there's no way. But by the way. <laughs> so he spends his Saturday. I'm, I'm looking, <laughs> just watching YouTube looking videos. Looking at the other side, yeah. just trying to figure no. out their mindset. Yeah, it's. Why isn't that a religion by now? It is. Basically. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, well, but it's not really considered one. It's considered a fringe co- conspiracy theory that millions of people believe in. Why isn't it a religion? Well, it's not surprising that most of those people. People are evangelical Christians that believe Maybe. in all kinds well, of weird you know, shit. Uh, uh, you know that? That's, okay, I'm, a lot of that's groups think, though. Well, it's coming watching, It's coming from the pulpit down, and it's you're expecting to believe something that you expect everybody else to believe, and it's 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 definitely a group thing okay. type so, situation. Uh, I'll, I'll give you this blow-your-mind hypothesis. Uh-oh. What if we are watching the birth of the next great religion? Oh, Seriously, Q. Why is Q any 
different. He's the prophet, man. Than God. What's the, or any yeah. prophet. Yeah. Seriously. It like, should why be. Wouldn't, why wouldn't a modern religion hmm. spawn out of it's QAnon? It's my yeah, strongly had. held belief that the Democrats are running a child pedophile ring out of a pizza parlor. You know, in D.C. In D.C. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technology and, and you, has arisen You can't, of, if you are to you somehow disparage my strong held beliefs right. that the Democrats who are, you? are running a child. Who, who are you, know, you to disparage yes. my beliefs? Yeah. We'll have to go to court. We, we, we can't have that. It, it does. I mean, it doesn't, it makes, obviously, uh, yeah. it makes zero sense. He has me on board. Yeah, I'm fully on board here. You're going to be a cure? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it, oh. it's, you can have the most outlandish claim. And file it under strongly held religious belief, and it's almost like you have to societally accept that as being that person. You don't have to. You don't accept that as being true, but you have to respect. You have to respect my thought here. the other person's <laughs> authority. You have to respect the other person's belief, no matter how crazy that belief is. You may believe that what they believe is absolutely 100% batshit crazy, but somehow in polite society, you have That's to respect r- religious that tolerance. this is that person's tolerance. beliefs. Right. And, and, well, and you, shouldn't, you shouldn't really shit on somebody else's you know, strongly held beliefs, no matter how fucking crazy they are. Because which, we're a tolerant society. Which is bullshit. And we all know in 50 years, the origins are going to be lost. They can manipulate it. Like any others, mm-hmm. you're you're watching it. When did Joseph Smith start the church? Eighteen forty, late eighteen seventy nine. A little later. Uh, I want to say. I want to say the second. You, you could Google, you Google it. It's like eighteen fifties. I. Think. I want to say eighteen fifties, eighteen sixties, somewhere in there. But, so yeah. So a, all a those time, all those religions came a time out. At the same that time. that still cast kind of a scar over the origin of our nation. Civil War, slavery, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Still fresh. This was... Stuff, kind of fresh wounds. This was still... Was, pre. Was, it was pre. It was pre-Civil War, Joseph Yeah, but Smith. this is like, what do they call it? The Second... Um, second Reformation? Not Reformation. Um, um, enlightening. Enlightenment or something like yeah. that. Yeah. The Second Great So, th- I mean, this is when all these religions were kind of creating themselves. They all, they all came out at the same time. Right. So why not now? Why not? Why not? I mean, what Scientology was invented when? 1950s? You can look at Scientology as a playbook on how not to do it. But we won't learn from that. No, 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 they're not we. They're no no Mm -hmm. we here. We is anybody that actually finds some type of solace and some type of comfort. And because no one thing that when there's discussion about QAnon and how batshit crazy it is, I don't see very many articles discussing why people find comfort in it. Why do so many people yeah. and a growing number of people identify uh, with this? What is it? Why is that a cloak that, that well, people yes. are so I mean, willing to right. wrap themselves what, what up is in? It, what does yeah. it give them? Okay, so, I mean, I, I think that's the whole history of religion to begin with, is giving people understandings of what they see. Another, uh, yeah, another level of understanding. Right. It's, what it's hey, you're not comfort. another sheep. You, you know, you're... You, You've kind of wiped the haze away, and you can see behind the curtain of what's what's going right, on. So what? Yeah. So what gives them comfort? I think it's no different than like uh, somebody that is a moon landing conspiracy theorist. But the thing about that they, that is, they know something that you don't know. Right, but the, that you're just another mindless sheep, and you know you're another cog in the wheel. So yeah. let's so. So on the on the scale of crazy, yeah, you think that the moon landing is fake is yeah. 
kind of nuts that there was a pedophile ring being run out of a pizza place in D.C. Out of the basement of a pizza place right. that didn't, didn't have, have a basement. basement. Didn't right. have a basement. <laughs> right. Yeah. And people have... But that's just a technicality when you're have, running your child pill theater. People, you know. people have gone to jail for showing up with guns. Yes. And have realized, you know, like, basically, what a dumbass I am. Yeah. It I'm here to put like, a stop to it. There's a, there's a dotard rally tonight in Cincinnati. How many Jeez. people you think are going to have Q shirts on? There will and, be Q signs. Uh, no doubt. Q, Absolutely. Q baby. They're yeah. going to hold up like at yeah. the last one. So, yeah. so what is it about this? Give, and maybe comfort is not the right word. Well, making sense. Sense of their world. Well, why do they need that? What does it we give all them? Need, we all need to kind of make sense of the world. No, yeah, but why does that Why does that help them make sense of the world? That's a weird way of making sense of the world. That's really strange, personally, yeah. and to a lot of people. That's a weird way of making sense of the world. We make sense of the world by saying, you know what? There is no God. Yeah, One yeah, of the ways okay. we do. But yeah. it, it's no different than Trump being the best president in history making sense of the world. People that go to those rallies have that kind of a mindset. Okay. He doesn't espouse the craziest things of QAnon. It's a safe place for it's a safe place for them. But he doesn't say pedophile ring and stuff like that. He doesn't do that. No, but he gives a little signals is like I don't know if you saw the last thing with that Q baby that somebody raised up in the in the last Oh he didn't he rally. didn't care. He, 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 but what they pick up on though is that he spent some time commenting right. on that cuteness what, what, of that what, baby. What he That's the signal. What he picks up on is whatever the crowd is feeding him at the time. That's not how they saw it though. Right. I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I, they, I, I under, they thought I it was like that. he's with us right. on this. But yeah. what? Why do they get some sense of belonging or understanding or comfort from this? From this name? From this faceless? You don't know where it's coming from. And now, well, uh, if there's going to be a death of QAnon, the death is going to be the commercialization of it. And too many people yeah. are going to try to make money off it to where it becomes mm. even unintelligible gibberish for even them. QAnon t-shirts and QAnon back window stickers. Hey, hey, you know, hey, hey, isn't no. it, where, where's, the, where's the source for QAnon hey. information? Reddit? Like, I'm, seriously, like Reddit? I'm thinking we can come out with a QCast. Yeah, <laughs> and we could really mess the with them. Cast. Yeah, I bet they would like subscribe and pay all kinds of stuff to that. How many people you think? How many people you think buy it that you know that, that you I deal know? with on a regular basis? There, are, they're they're there. Oh, I would, I'm sure there. You are. work with them. I work with them. Oh yeah, I'm sure I do. I'm gonna find one. They're not vocal. Uh, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm gonna mm. bring them out. So we want a QAnon on the pod oh. sitting here. Oh. oh no, you're not gonna have that person. <laughs> QAnon listener Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's not like a real thing. Like, how does that help somebody? Because I have a hard time wrapping my head around how the belief in that helps you in any way. What does it give okay, you? So what does it feed it, your soul, from, Marianne from, Williamson? From the few uh, YouTube videos that I saw, and most of these, I would say Oh, my say God, all the QAnon person is you, isn't it? Well, you're Q. <laughs> I am you're Q. Q. I am Q. Wait a second. My last name starts with But Q. it, it, it seems... <laughs> it could be me. <laughs> should be you. I mean, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, you know, how the Bible brings comfort to people because it makes all the dots connect. Yeah. It's like, oh, this makes sense. That's all they're if doing they're connecting all these, yeah. dents, these, these dots. It's like, oh, this makes sense. So, so it brings some, them a sense so, of so comfort. It feels like very strange dots. 
Yep. And yeah. not not oh, yeah. dots that you can write off as history, but the now dots. Like the, it's it's like the, it's like the world's greatest reality show because you know Q is going to come out with something. Yeah, and seriously, oh, yeah, yeah, they're Q waiting. Is, Q, you yeah. can guarantee this. Q will never stop ever. Mm-hmm. There will always be Q, Q signals. Q2, Q3. Well, well you won't know. It's just going to be Q. It's he just had, be he Q. had abandoned his account and right. started a new one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this account. Because he has to speak through yeah. that. It's, yeah, yeah. They shut him down. The man. You right. Know, Shadow banned him. Yeah, yeah he got shut down. Him. So he was, he was able to resurface under this new account. That's the real Q. No doubt. Yeah. Like... The real Jesus. <laughs> Seriously, what's the difference? Instead of it evolving over thousands of years, you've got the ability to communicate real immediately, time. real time, and it evolves so much time. quicker. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and and faster. So when does Q pass Jesus? As uh, as as far as you know, if followers. You, if you yeah. would come out and, and say, Twitter followers. I am <laughs> Jesus, I've come back." So, oh, so really? Oh, that's Boom. now. Now Boom. you're talking. You're like combining. You know, oh, that's that's what I'm saying. Bundling, bundling together. That's where this I'm, thing is headed. Q is Jesus. So really, oh. at the end of the show, instead of offering Andy Stanley or Jesus a spot, we Q. We really Q. We, we need Q. Q. Well, we because we offer Jesus. Jesus a spot, and Jesus is. Q. See, we've we've connected those <sighs> dots. Yeah. We connected them. Yeah. All right, take yeah. that, Q listeners. So, <laughs> good thing we didn't have any topics tonight. <laughs> Does anybody have any recommendations? I don't have a recommendation. I've I've got one quick shout out. We had one of the members of the Facebook discussion group, friend of the pod. Uh, passed away over the weekend, uh, Lonnie Shifley. Uh, we lost a good one in the atheist community mm-hmm. o- over the weekend. Uh, like I, I put a post up uh, just earlier this week that I went and got his Facebook profile picture, which was basically two stick figures talking. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up here, but it basically one said, "Faith, fuck that! I threw that shit ago years ago." That's all you need to know about Lonnie. You just look at his Facebook photo. And, and, and you knew all you needed to know about him. But, yeah, we lost we lost a good one over the weekend. And from what I understand, I, I, I went on his, his personal page. I saw a post that his wife put on there after after his passing. I, I didn't creep on his page a bunch. and, and it, but, So I, I don't know a lot about what, what, what happened. But all I know is that Saturday night, totally unexpectedly, mm-hmm. he suddenly died. Uh, so, yeah. You know, He's from what state? I want to uh, Indiana? Indiana, Illinois, somewhere in that area. Yeah. He was one of the guys that I interacted a fair amount with on on Facebook. I don't look at it as much as I should, but the, the they give you the analytics of the group and you can go and look. He was always one always of the top posters and, or, yeah. or top, you know, uh, uh, contributors uh, was, was was very active. So, yeah, with, yeah. with a heavy heart, uh, I want to report that we we did lose a, a good one over the weekend, Lonnie. So, I'm going to go in a little more positive yet and then a negative direction. No. I want to shout out to the uh, Washington National Cathedral. Oh, the yeah. Church of Presidents that put on their official site a no-holds-barred rebuke of the current president. Yes. It is a... I um, saw this. This was very impressive. It it was super impressive. For a religious group? 
They drew well, a line in the sand, and they definitely said which side of the well, line they were standing in, on. And it's in D.C., and it is the Church of Presidents, and they rebuked him. The best line, best last word, worst line was, when does silence become complicity? What will it take for all of us to say with one voice that we have had enough? The question is less about the president's sense of decency, but of ours. I don't care what religion enough or not said. religion yeah. you are. Yeah. That yeah. one, that is some timely... Beautiful writing, and I don't really care who wrote who wrote it, but I am completely down with it. And yeah, they, they didn't type "mic drop" in parentheses at the end of that, but oh, it was implied. They yep. certainly they certainly should have. Yeah. My recommendation is anybody down south needs to drive to Montgomery and go to the uh, National Memorial for yeah. Peace and Justice, okay, which is also known as the Lynching Memorial. It is. It kind of took my kind of make me speechless and it was it's been a couple weeks since i went it made me realize what i didn't know Mm -hmm. it really highlighted highlighted blind spots privilege you can call privilege too immediately realized that things were a lot worse than you envisioned them to have been and everywhere i think the point of it is to highlight the systemic nature of it and it's right like right in the middle of downtown Montgomery and so there's two parts of it there's the memorial and then there's a museum that's not very big but packs a major punch about slavery and racism in the United States I didn't know that Montgomery was a like the Wall Street of slavery. Yeah, I always thought that was like on the coast. Like I always, yeah, I always assumed right. New Orleans. Didn't, or... didn't know any of that. Yep. Yeah, and it was a rail line, actually, that made it that Oh, way. okay. Mm-hmm. They had a map of Montgomery and kind of uh, no, but... superimposed with, like, where it is today. Okay. And that building was a slave trading place. Oh, my goodness. And there was these little dots all over the, the map that said slave broker, slave businessman. Yeah. And it made me realize, like... Damn, this wasn't just like like subservience, but this was a business, yeah, yep. a private yep. enterprise, capitalism, baby. You know, absolutely, it's a slap yep. to the face when you think about it. It wasn't that long ago. People were bought and sold as property, and and and, yeah. and not that it's not happening today in the Middle East. Well, uh, not to not probably it? not to not definitely not to, this, not to the level, not to this level, but still, in they you, took a a notebook like a diary from somebody who was getting the auction ready, like you would get ready for a big art auction at Sotheby's. Oh, yeah. And they have on the wall little cloth cutouts of descriptions of all the slaves that were for sale. Oh, my god. And goodness. all of them said, like all the, the ones that, you know, got real money, like strong, obedient, mm-hmm. you know, hard worker. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah. you know, kids six years old. And... By the not like, a rabble rouser, you know. right? Yeah. right yeah. Totally, you know, yeah. not a, not a drinker. Yeah, good in the house, you know, good with your kids, soft spoken, and yeah. big time. You oh, know. I'm sure, big time. Again, it's not a huge building, but it goes from like when slavery started to now. And there's a really, really good movie, a 10 minute black and white movie about the Confederate monument. Laser show at Stone Mountain. Oh, shit. Oh, and wow. I watched that whole thing and I was like, oh. Yeah. Jeez. Fuck. Yeah. Cringe. But, well, I felt embarrassed to be a Georgian, but to kind yeah. of be an American. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was really bad. Anybody who lives here totally should go. It, it'll make you think and mm. kind of reassess things. And it, at least it did for us. But. 
Highly, highly recommend it. Have, have you been to the laser show at Stone Mountain? I haven't, and I've always... It's exactly what you think it is. I, I, horrible. I mean, it's exactly what you think horrible. it is. Horrible. And I, and I, I, um, I always had... Seriously, I always had... Are you had, a big fan of Proud to be an American or uh, The right. Devil Went Down to Georgia or... or Proud any to be of, a Confederate? Yeah. Um, when you're shooting lasers onto the side of a rock... Who Stonewall has Jackson. Stonewall Jackson carved Robert into e. the side of it. Robert E. Lee. And who's the third... Jefferson Davis, Jefferson Davis, where the horses and the men come to lie, come to life at some point and start galloping across the. Ma- it's it's yeah. Oh, it's, you've seen it then. I've I've oh, been a, yeah. I've, I've been to Stone Mountain, and and sat through the laser show on on more than one occasion. It and it's as time goes on, it gets more and more and more cringeworthy. Well, yeah, it, because I mean, it hasn't changed. It's it's the same. It's it's. I haven't been in probably twenty years. Godless heathens should go to the uh, <laughs> laser show in uh, Stone Mountain and see, two of them well. see if it, see if it's changed any. Uh, but I know it's probably been at least twenty years since I've been to it. It never changed over the ten years that I saw it you know, on, on a number of occasions. But I, I, I wouldn't doubt it if it's exactly the same. As yeah, it was. I remember going there when we first moved here, and that was been like 25 years yeah. ago, something like that, with the kids and all that. Now, we didn't see the, the laser light show and stuff, but at that time, too, we didn't know the full southern history. Of Stone Mountain? As well, yeah. I mean, where the oh, KKK where, where was. They, uh, yeah, Mr. Venable. Huh? That's in the in movie. The movie yeah, too? The, the Venable family that, that was the Grand Wizard of the KKK used to hold rallies at the top of the mountain. Right, right. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, there's yeah. a contemptible history. Yeah, they kind of, uh, so, they they kind of softened that. that when oh, we yeah, there. the think? legislature in 2001, 2001 passed a law saying that, the, that they couldn't do anything to that carving. So they can add something. They were talking about doing like a... You cannot mess with that. No. It was passed in 2001. Interesting. So they can't remove it. This century, it was a big enough issue Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to do something. With this all the power of the state. It's our heritage. Southern heritage. Now, um, you, got a better, you got a better recommendation than that? <laughs> you know, as horrible as it is, that is the world's largest relief carving. Yeah, I forget it's, how it compares to uh, Mount, Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah. They're different. It has to do. It's a it's a different type of carving, yeah. and the way they did it. Uh, I I remember the Guin- It was always in the Guinness Book of World Records as being the world's largest. Well, I mean, yeah. who doesn't trust a source yeah. named after a beer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, there was a picture in, and you'd have to go back and Google this uh, to to prove me wrong or right. But there, there, I remember seeing a picture where. They served a like a formal dinner at a table of all the the workers who worked on the carving and and, and like their wives and there was like maitre d's and servants going around the table and serving the people uh, their dinner and this whole thing took place on General Robert E Lee's shoulder of the carving. Oh wow. God! Yeah. <laughs> so as you do. Okay, Jeff. Right. Good luck. All right. So. Kind of piggybacking onto that is um, we have a member of our group, Victoria Lemos, who has a podcast called a wonderful Archive podcast. Atlanta. Archive Atlanta. And she does deep dives into stuff. It's, it's you know based on Atlanta, but the history of you know the racial kind of history of, of Atlanta and, and the different neighborhoods, different neighborhoods and, and, and stuff. Different events. And um, she also does a, a bike tour 
um, and I'm drawing a blank on the name. We can probably figure it out and put it on the show put notes. Put it in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. That does that kind of thing where you go through these neighborhoods that, you, that you've driven past, but you just don't know what yep. the whole context yep. and history is. Yep. She's coming to do our deep dive next Tuesday, so those people that are local that hear this in time. Really looking forward to it. Definitely come to that, but check out her podcast on Archive Atlanta. I'll, I, put, a, I'll put a link in, in the show notes for that as yeah. well. That's a, 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 And it's a short podcast. It's 15, 20, 20 minutes. 20 25 like minutes that. at the most. and it's Amateur. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can do 15 minutes. But no, it's... They are so fascinating, though, when you... It almost to the level of pisses me off to the fact that I've lived in this city since I was three years old. And every time I listen to her podcast, I learn something new oh, about oh, this city. I, I've lived in for almost 50 years now. Right, yeah. I'm like, I didn't know that. How the fuck did I know right, that? Right, yeah. I mean, like, one of the That's episodes... another podcast of itself. Exactly. I mean, yeah. she talks about, like, Castleberry Hill, which, you know, i been through there, know the place there. You but drive right through about, and you don't even think about it. Right, but she yeah. talks about all the history and stuff that, that came out of there. It's, like, it's super fascinating. Phenomenal, so, phenomenal podcast. Definitely. Absolutely. That's my recommendation. Okay. Well... I closed my laptop, but I can tell you, give us a five-star rating on iTunes <laughs> and listen to, us, listen to us on Overcast. And thank you for the kind words in the email, Freethinker. CCXV? Yes, sir. <laughs> you that. are our favorites. <laughs> Along with Ashley and Bob. For sure. As always, you can drop us a line at godlessheathens at yahoo.com. I'm sorry, godlessheathens at yahoo.com. And also, you can call us on Twitter at Godless Podcast, and also as Jerry's biggest nemesis, the the Facebook, the hidden, the closed. Yeah, I don't know, you know but I think I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the NSA knows everybody yeah. who's in there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's you just just do a search for Godless Heathens Zuckerberg Podcast. Zuckerberg knows anyway. Oh, him. Zuckerberg's a, he's like one of the top uh, posters. He's big time on the anti-Jesus <laughs> memes. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. All right, so open invitation to Q. Q, yeah. Which is Jesus. We know that now. Jesus. Figure that out. Slash Q. Q, yeah. Q slash Jesus. Jesus Q public. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, come on down, sit with us. We'd love to talk to you. All right. See you all next time. time. Take care. My gun, he made me mad. The devil's bad, the devil is a bum, but the devil is my friend. The devil is my friend. Wherever I go, the devil will go. The devil is my friend, and Godzilla is my friend. Godzilla is my friend. Wherever I go, Godzilla go. Godzilla is my friend, and Shrinko was my friend, and Brishnev was my friend, and Andrew Bob, he just popped off. Now Gorbachev is my friend, and Francis Nutter is my friend. Francis Nutter is my friend. Wherever I go, Sinatra goes. Frankie is my friend, and Love and Rockets are my friends. Love and Rockets are my friends. Was someone the met at the party and the devil is my friend, and the devil is my friend.